This is Eugene from Woke From Home. I want to give a special thanks to all frontline workers, hospital staff, teachers, school admins that are putting their lives in potential risk during these trying times. You can find us on all streaming platforms, so please rate us, review, share, and subscribe. Also, you can find us on Twitter at Woke From Home or on IG at Woke From underscore Home. Sad when that president can stick his nose in every other business but for arresting the killers of Breonna Taylor's. Now let's get to the pod. Yo, what's going on, everybody? Another episode of Woke From Home, EP 109. Had to bring us in with the, uh, all the stars, you know, just to give a tribute to our King Chadwick Boseman. Uh, we got Seba with us. What's going on? Yo, man, what's going on? I, I really appreciate you letting us know what what uh, what song that was, because... <laughs> <laughs> Hold that thought, hold that thought. So before we begin, uh, we do have a special guest. Toyin wasn't able to, to join us for this episode. Uh, we did bring in a friend, Chanello. What's going on? Appreciate you it's joining popping. us. Not much, you know. Nello, you- last minute. This girl is doing classes and, and, and studying and all this, and she decided to hop on and, and join us and chop it up with this man. Appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. So before we yeah. get back to uh, Blast and Seba, go ahead and tell us, like, who you are, you know, where you from, <laughs> what you got going on in your life right now. And are you registered uh, to vote? Oh, uh, yes. Yeah, very. Of course, important. I've been registered since I was 18, like very a good. true American. Congratulations. Uh, anyway, I'm Chanello, as they said. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> Um, I'm Chanello. Um, I'm from Arlington, Texas, Agtown, represent, you know, um, I've known Gene and Siva for, what, like five, five years now? Five or six years? It's four years, bruh. Somewhere. Oh, okay. It was, it was, 20, well, 20, it was 2016. Dang, I didn't even know the exact day. I would just say five, just to round it off, you know? Yeah, man. 2016 was a, just a, just a great year. So I remember that that's, uh, that's when we met Nello. It's when we met Toyin. That's when I learned that Nigerians really, uh, were the Africans in charge, man. I didn't, <laughs> I, I didn't know Makes that sense. about y'all. I didn't know, I didn't know that about y'all until 2016. But I'm currently an optometry student studying to be an eye doctor um, in Kentucky. Yuck. Kentucky, McConnell country. Yeah, man. I was trying to decide if I wanted to switch to register in Kentucky or not, but honestly, I feel like my vote not going to count. So let me just (laughs) keep it in Texas. Damn, man. (laughs) Your vote's not going to count up in Texas or anywhere or what? In Kentucky. Like, there's too many. It's not. It's it's just a waste. We we still go and vote anyway. It don't matter. Yeah. So when I said that my vote was a waste, I got. I mean, Texas is moving towards. I got blasted. I just want to point that out. When I said that my vote was a waste, I got blasted. Yeah, but you continue to just not vote. It's only, hold on, bro. That was only, (laughs) hold on, that's only 2016. Let's get it right. Hey, uh, okay. And you see the result? It's not my fault. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, look. 
I, can I point one thing out when it comes to voting real quick? I, I, look, I understand the importance of voting. We talk about this topic every week, but like, like as, as we're talking about the social justice movement, it's, it, it really is like, I need someone else to explain to me how voting is going to stop police from brutalizing people. Like, I need that line to be painted. I know the importance of voting. I know this dude got to get out of here. I know all of that. But w- why voting will save black lives? I mean, it won't. But um, so then why is it attached to the know, movement up the with movement? other things? No, but OK, but why is it attached to the movement then in the way that it is? Like, why do we LeBron was wearing a vo- voter die shirt today as part of his you know, uh, at practice? Uh, you got to think about why, why we're at the position where we at now why is voting so important because you gotta think about all the people that died for us to even be able to vote even though we know that it's still stacked against against us just looking at the numbers not even outside of anything else you just ratio numbers like you're out we're outnumbered but the actual the actual action of voting was fought for for how long before we were able to i know i look i understand the sacrifice for us to get this thing means that we should exercise this thing but what I'm saying is, like, people died for a number of reasons, not just voting, right? Like, voting was one part of what right. they died for. And, but voting is a thing that we say that we exercise, that we, ha- we should exercise to pay homage to these people. And I'm saying, what, what has voting or what will voting do for the movement? Like, what's the, like, how do we draw that line? And if it's not, then why are we attaching voting as if it's some sort of, because that's how people get discouraged, right? Because mm-hmm. you start thinking, yeah, hey, you know what? My vote matters. Like, we did this. We won. We won. And you look around, it's just like, what did we win? Like, honestly, what did we win? You know what I mean? I feel like, you. I mean, I think it's part of it. Like, okay, yeah, voting, voting helped. Like, but I think a, a big part of it is also having the right candidates. Exactly. To vote for. Like, we that don't. could help, but we don't have the right candidate. Like, we still have candidates that are toward, like, in the olden days, like, not as progressive. And we all know that. And I think like sometimes in social media, I was talking about this recently, actually, in social media, there's like this bubble of progressiveness that we all see because of like just our circle. But in reality, the world isn't or America isn't as as progressive as as we like to think it is. And so the candidates are still representative of the majority, which is more leaning towards moderate ideals. So until we get those candidates, yeah. Voting, I, I mean, it's a step. Yeah. And you, I mean, even to go a step further, you want those candidates to look like you. So until you get some brave souls to really just foot forward in terms of, hey, I'm going to do this. We need this. Voting is just going to be just a exercise almost like I did it. But, you know, it would be yeah. amazing. Yeah, oh, exactly. And, and, and that whole idea is the reason why I just was apathetic about voting. Right. Is that getting a sticker and and being like, yo, I did this thing. <laughs> it wasn't enough for me to, like, go through the process and, and like, like patting myself on the back for doing this shit. You know, like, honestly, like if we I, again, it comes back to like, like, let's say police brutalities or or whatever. Like, let's say that that's our number one issue. Right. These dudes are not going to talk about it during this presidential election. Like police reform is going to be spoken about in the same way that it always has been. Right. Like. Yeah. Like that, no no one at that level and below at the, any national level is gonna you know speak is gonna be on a uh, on a platform of defunding the police, right? 
And yep. as it trickles down, it, uh, like we know, at least I, I, I thoroughly believe in, in my heart of hearts that that is where this solution starts, right? Is by just like not reducing funding. I mean, defunding. We talked we about that last tear that, all of that down. Tear that shit down. And there's Let nothing, go, there's no one, no one you're going to elect who's going to do that. But just to circle back to the beginning, we want to uh, start this, this pod talking about entertainment. One of our entertainment kings that I think we haven't really given it the proper respect until uh, he was taken away from us, honestly. Uh, yeah. Chadwick Boseman, you know, Chanello, since you're our guest, we'll let you just start off like, hey, what were your thoughts on his passing? How do you feel? What kind of impact do you think that black back <laughs> black get it right? <laughs> <laughs> the impact of Black Panther uh, for you and maybe people around you, uh, just in conversation, or even any of the other roles that he's he's taken on that might have been taken for granted. So, I guess I should start off with a confession. Oh, um, that I haven't actually fully seen Black Panther. No, come oh, on, <laughs> come so, on, bro! Y'all so get off like to I'm... me about voting. That's worse. Wow. <laughs> How does it work? Okay, if you know me, you know I don't watch movies for real. Oh my god! All right, so well, please walk, walk us um, through this process of you not watching this movie. Okay, it's so cool. <laughs> so in general, I don't watch movies like that. So. But this movie, I went to the theater to watch, right, with my roommate at the time. Mm-hmm. And I was in school, like I am now, and it was late. And your girl fell asleep. Oh, man. Like, I tried. Come on, I tried, man. and I think we went to see it at, like, 1030. That movie, what, two and a half hours? Okay. I fell asleep, like, halfway through. So then, yeah. you know, it's on Netflix or whatever. It's on Disney+. Plus. Mm-hmm. I try again. And I just, I just haven't made it all the way through. Wow. Come on, man. Jeez. Look at our replacement. Ari Fellin. Ari Fellin, bro. I didn't do this. Okay, but. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I didn't do the reading, but no. No, so. So, I, but I understand, like, the impact that the movie had. Like, it's very clear the impact that the movie had. Like, you see kid, like, little kids that have really never seen a black superhero in their childhood. Right. And they have this person to look up to. Like you saw how black people came out and supported, came out dressed up in African attire, Mm -hmm. you know, everybody doing Wakanda salute for years, which was really aggy, but you know, I'm not mad at it. (laughs) It's something that we had and we could, we could, it was ours, you know? Right. Um, And for me, like him passing hit me differently because, um, I y'all know this, but I had cancer myself. Mm-hmm. So like right. I I saw that, you know, he was like this is something that he kept from everybody and like was just putting in work while doing his cancer treatment. And like personally, when I did when I did chemo, I look, I didn't want nobody to look at me. I didn't want nobody right. to talk to me. I didn't right. I couldn't shower by myself. My parents had to help me. I wasn't eating. I wasn't like I couldn't do anything. And the fact right. that he's making all these movies like multiple movies legendary movies during all of this like tragic time and difficult time in his life is so admirable yeah yeah that so to me like that just gave him like another level of respect 
and now I gotta watch movies. So yeah, what, yeah, what, yeah, watch the movie. Yeah, um, I guess that explains why you, why you didn't under, why you didn't know the the song. <laughs> <all those. laughs> okay, I knew I knew the song. Yeah, but I knew the song, but I just didn't realize it was associated with the movie. Yeah, you didn't make it to the end where they played it in the credits. I'll be honest, man. I, I, I made it to the end and I still didn't recognize it. Man, I, I, I mean, I don't understand it. The, the the soundtrack to the movie done by Kendrick was was fire. So that's y'all's homework assignment is to go listen to that joint. I got enough homework as it is. All right. Seba? Right. <laughs> oh. Yeah, man. Um, I, I think, you know, uh, Nello, Nello said it fairly well for somebody who didn't watch the movie. Um, <laughs> Black Panther was a movement, man. Like, you know, for me, you know, personally, like uh, a lot of the, the the native language that they're speaking is a South African dialect and uh, kind of hearing that on screen, you know, hearing these actors, you know, using language that you understand. I mean, I think that they, they, they tried to do a pretty good job of getting representation from all over the continent. So, you know, you had a lot of East African influence, a lot of the South, the West, obviously, uh, like it was it was it, it really was you know, amazing to to see that representation on on the screen. And then for him, particularly the, you know, the fact that he fought for using an accent, right? Like in it, generally that those are things that we frown upon, you know, like Denzel and Cry Freedom and 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 uh, Morgan Freeman and and uh the the Mandela, you know, movie like we 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 kind of kind of frown upon it. I think Forrest Whitaker, you know, in, like uh, the last, shit. last King of Scotland, last King of Scotland, Nicholas, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so that's like, you know, it's, I, I cringe often, you know, when I hear like Americans doing African accents, it's tough. Right. You know, and even in that movie, there were like cringe worthy accents, you know, but sure. he, I was away for that. <laughs> You're like, yep, they didn't nail that one. Yeah. But like, but, but for for him, you know, because of what Wakanda represented, he was like, he was not going to do a British accent. He was not going to do an American accent because Wakanda never got colonized by the British or the Americans or anyone else, right? Like it's its own African country. So it wouldn't have made sense for them to, have European or American Western accents. And he fought for that. That's just a little bit about sort of, you know, who this, you know, what was important to him and, and, and him understanding what this movement was, this, uh, this uh, movie was going to be. Let's talk about his circle though. Right. Like to keep that quiet yeah. that even Marvel didn't know. Yeah, man, that's crazy, man. It's crazy. Even Marvel didn't know. He kept talking about the filming of black Panther two you know, as recently as a couple of weeks ago, you know, right. none of so, his co-stars knew, like, none nobody. of his co-stars knew, yeah. nobody, they just, Hey, if you don't have friends like that, that can keep shit like that, get new friends, man, because they're out there. Get yeah. new friends. That's crazy, man. There's, that was, that was amazing. He's showing up to work, definitely looking smaller and smaller and nobody, nothing. It was kind of wild. I mean, it was, it was not kind of, it was wild. Just like <laughs> The fucking internet is the worst, man. Like when he showed up on that live and he looked sick. I mean, he yeah. looked sick. You know, uh, most people it's like, oh, uh, she's probably doing a role. Yeah. Right. And, and and then the jokes come off for mm -hmm. that. Right. Yeah. And then, you know, jokes you know, gonna fly regardless. Jokes going to fly. But, you know, like if he if you, you know, you're doing a role, they're going to fly with that uh, 50 cent. 
Yep. Like, that's the first thing I thought right. of whenever I saw him. I was like, man, he doing Me too. <laughs> but then you're just like, oh, yeah, this dude is like sharing himself to basically his last day with this. He's the only king in Marvel. That's the other thing, man. Like, he's the king, right? He's He was the king. Like, it was, it's, it's, it, it was dope, man. Yeah. I mean, for me, like y'all said, I mean, he was the first big time black superhero. I mean, you had Spawn. I mean, but that wasn't really nothing. I mean, static shock. If you want to go cartoon, <laughs> but he's the big, he, he's the first like big black superhero. Just just think about it for a second. So he's and he's attached to Marvel. Marvel is like the biggest machine going when it comes to action movies right. and his movie was the big the highest grossing, the highest grossing. yeah outside of the avengers movies so yep. that just lets you know like how powerful that movie was to not even to the black community itself but just people just worldwide uh, in my opinion man yeah. like like he's above all the iron man's iron man's yeah. been around for 15 years yep and and, and robert downey's one of the biggest stars yeah it's, I mean, it's, it's crazy. Like, and then just to even talk about him, I mean, he played some of the our our community's legends. Like, this dude played Jackie Robinson, James right. Brown, Thurgood right. Marshall. Right. Come on, man. Like, uh, read off the stats, Come man. Come on, man. Like this, this dude was <laughs> was taking part. He was taking all the roles, Bruh. They usually share those. Role. They usually share those amongst the blacks, and they were just nah. like, Nah, man. Let me get that. Let me get that one too. Him snatch it, snatch yeah, it. So I think when you start like just looking back, like I mean, I was taken aback whenever you found out like you just everybody's group messages were just on fire. Like what? Like dang! Like yeah. you just didn't expect it. Right. And you do that for some people, but like I mean, for an actor to die and it, I felt like it hit a lot of people home because just for the fact that I think that that movie Black Panther was such an impact in a lot of people's lives compared to like some of the other stuff, even some of the other stuff is, I think is more important, but I think the, 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 the symbol of what Black Panther represented, I think that's just why I think it hit harder for a lot of people. It, it was also the first movie, the first uh, Marvel movie to get nominated for an Oscar. Yes. That is also um, true, man. So, so it was really? like, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, they got nominated for an Oscar. It was just a, it was a great movie. You know what I mean? Like it was a, you, you fell asleep, uh, Nello, so you might not know this, but, <laughs> yeah, it was a really amazing movie. <laughs> I heard you talked about the impact, uh, Jane, and that kind of brings me to another question, kind of related to. I'm not going to call it the. I'm not going to call it appropriation or anything like that, but kind of the connection that Black Americans had to the movie. How, how did you? How did you guys feel about sharing Wakanda? Uh, this fictitious African nation with with uh, with black people. I, I feel like you were. Sh- I mean, what, what what would you call it? I mean, it's not real. So like, how can I? I didn't. I didn't feel any ownership to Wakanda. Like, okay. it was a made up country. Okay. So I mean, I actually, you know, <laughs> that's, that's how I so, felt about uh, yeah. Zamunda. That's how I felt that way about Zamunda. Like, it's not. It's not mine to to feel like I own it, but I don't mind. In general, I I like when Black people feel connected to African culture because it was stripped away from from them. So like, and, you know, growing up, it was just 
stereotypical to like make fun of Africans, whatever. And some Africans are still bitter. Move on. But yeah, so like now that we're adults and <laughs> now that we're adults and like we know more, it's great to see people like embracing this their culture because it's their culture. So yeah. I'm not mad at it. Like I, it's not mine to own. It's it's all of ours, and we should all be proud of it. So even if they had picked the Lagos to 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 base Wakanda in, now nah, never mind, man. They would have never made it there on on time. <laughs> this guy. But, 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 but if they picked like an actual <laughs> African nation, would that have changed your opinion at all? Think so. I think it. I think it would have been even better because at least now there's this real tangible thing that right. people can be attached to, and they can right. like go go there and see it right. or research it and like learn more about it. With yeah, Wakanda, true, it was like this fake thing that people were very attached to. And like, there's so many other real places that you could be attached to, but yeah. I understand like this, it's a lot of options. So let's just use Wakanda. We're good. <laughs> How about you, Jane? What you think? <sighs> I mean, like she was saying, it wouldn't have hurt to use the actual real place in Africa. I mean, you have plenty of countries to choose from. I mean, you could have went to your old, your old faithful South Africa. I mean, <laughs> could have come, come home, man. Come to South Africa. Too many I mean, white people so, in South Africa for it to, to, to have worked up. Man, I, I mean, that's another discussion in terms of why well, South Africa is always them. the choice whenever people want to do like stuff. Burkina Faso or something. Yeah. Congo. I mean, there's a lot of Congo's a little common. There's a lot of beautiful places in Africa. Just a a lot of places. A lot of movies, whenever they base stuff in Africa, it always seems to be at the very, very bottom where it is always seems (laughs) to be the most white people. But that's another discussion. Let me let me get back. Um, (laughs) uh, um, Yeah, I mean, they could have used a real place. Uh, I mean, what about you? What you what you got? I I don't even know how to put it. Like I was I was hyped. I was I was happy for I was happy for uh black uh Americans and the connection that they had with, with Africa through through this form uh completely. Like even like showing up to the theater and people are dressed up. I'm like, oh man, this is dope. Like I'm I'm just here in my slides and my and my and my my my, <laughs> my sweatshirt, you know what I mean? So yeah, it's 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 I, I feel like there's like a segment of the African population though that really still feels a way about sharing Definitely. their culture with uh black americans and stupid I, I would i would love to have one of one of them on to come and talk about it because i really don't fully understand except for like you said like you were it wasn't cool to be african like up until like wakanda really like you know like the mid 2000s till till now peaking at black panther that hasn't really been cool bruh you couldn't watch you couldn't watch the television on saturday without being asked to donate money to some poor African kids who <laughs> have, have flies uh, on their stomach and you know what I mean? It's like, 10 cents a day. 10 cents a day. I started doing the math. I was like, yo, man, look, can we please? Man, listen. Can we send this $3.20? <laughs> uh, I've man. never, in all the times I've been to Nigeria, spent no 10 cents To do anything. Meal. Do anything, man. To do anything. And by the Who time they money- feeding them? They're not. They're not. They're hustling. There's, it's, if a they're probably, it's a bro, It's a huge scam, especially it's when you... 419. It's, it's tough, all. man. So, yeah, so kind of 
yeah, I would just want, I would, I would love to, to explore, you know, what it is about, you know, sharing your culture with people who look like you, why it kind of, you know, makes you feel a way. I mean, I even go as far as people seeing them. I like dress. Answer. You're speaking for them. It might be, it might be uh, controversial, but let's hear. I mean, it's, it's rooted in anti-blackness. I mean, everything is rooted in anti-blackness, like most, most things. So the problem is as Africans, you know, a lot of our parents came here and they, they came here with nothing Mm -hmm. or little to nothing. And they've come and like been successful. Right. And a part of that is just because like, you're coming here from a different place where everybody looks like you and you feel like there's no barriers as far as race, race goes. So you come with that mindset already, like I can succeed because back home, everybody that looked like me, everybody there that was successful looked like me. So what's stopping me from coming somewhere else and being successful, right? So then you see Black Americans that have have this like colonization mindset of like, there's all these obstacles holding me back because I'm Black. Right. And then Africans are like, what do you mean? You have all this opportunity. There's nothing holding you back. That's an excuse. Right. And so they have this like, I'm stu- I'm better because I, I work harder and I'm, I've been successful. And so whenever somebody now tries to come and, and attach themselves to your culture, you're like, uh-uh, hold up, hold up, hold up. You're not that, like me. That is, oh my God, that's the, uh, shit. Like, like you're right. Like you're but it's so trash. I mean, even even like this idea that our parents that came over here, you know, like worked harder, quote unquote, to do the things that, you know, to go to school and raise families and all that. And it's like, okay, like one, if you're leaving home to go to to a foreign land and your survival depends on you going to school, right? Like the only way that you can still be in the country legally is by actually going to class well right. guess what you're gonna do you're gonna go to class like it's like like that's like the, the only way you can stay here and the other thing is like these nations were were sending uh, uh, oftentimes like people who are already motivated to succeed right, right? like so like there was going to be really nothing that was going to hold them back wherever they they ended up going because it takes a lot of guts to leave home and go to a foreign land and kind of assimilate in there. So it's like, guess what? That's your, that's your parents. And I, I mean, like our parents had like this, whatever the superiority complex, it was highly bullshit, honestly, because yeah. if a black American left America and went to another country, they'd succeed. That's just like, that's just the way that it is, you know? So yeah, I don't know. It's, it's always been troublesome for me to kind of like think about, we take from, we take way more from black people than they take from us. Oh yeah. Like way, like way. We wouldn't more. be here without them. We wouldn't be here without them. We wouldn't be talking. We wouldn't be speaking like this without them. We wouldn't listen to Black Panther. Wouldn't have been made without them. Like okay. none, you know what I mean? Like there is. We we are we are, we are at a deficit when it comes to the giving and the taking. And now these dudes want. Now a black person wants to wear a, wear your colors at your wedding. Hey, let them let them wear it. Show yeah. them where your tailor is. <laughs> yeah, I mean they're your people they just <laughs> like that's all it is like where you think they all came from so i, I don't understand i don't understand like you don't even like it's so funny that um 
why our parents had that mindset. Like they came here, they didn't, they don't know any of the history behind like the struggle behind anything that's happened here for black people in this country. I'm going to make sure yes. it's crazy because yes. whenever, uh, was it two months ago? I have a, my mom's cousin. She asked me to get her a book in regards to history of the black people here. So I got her like, like literally like, uh, I can't remember the name of the book, but it was literally like the simplest form in terms of like the history of black people in this country. Cause she, she don't know. I remember my mom and my aunt, not my aunt, my uncle in our office that had been last month and they never heard of uh black wall street to like two days prior to that. I'm like, well, it's not crazy because like, like I said before, like my, my wife, she grew up in Tulsa and she never heard of Black Wall Street until her brother-in-law. Her brother-in-law lived in the north side of Tulsa, which is where all the black people were at. She lived on the south side where it's more white, more suburban and dating. They never even talked about it in their schools. This right. is the history of your own city. Yeah. And you don't even know black. You never heard of black, black Wall Street growing and raised in Tulsa. So that's just a microcosm of like yeah. just why your why our parents have that that mentality they didn't know they just yeah. they went to yeah. a land they see people that look like them and they're just like oh well we can still get it here like we did at home uh right. no no you, you can't you, you didn't you didn't deal with the factor <laughs> of white people controlling the land right my dad a few like it was two weeks ago or so he calls me like at at 10 30 at night my, my dad is pretty smart like very smart guy and he's like crystal because my dad calls me by my american name crystal you won't believe what I just found out. I was like, what the dad would have to do? Did you know that after they freed slaves, these people paid the slave owners $300 for every slave that they lost? I was like, yeah, dad, I knew that. I can't. What? <laughs> he was so shocked, and I was like, "Yeah, Dad, like this country's like pretty trash." I've been trying to tell you this. <laughs> you didn't hear me. <laughs> oh <Yo>, man, <laughs> African parents be the most patriotic, man. Like, <laughs> bruh, they don't know what, what this land. They don't know what this land is about. No idea. They, they, they will stand up during the national anthem, hand over heart, man. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute, man. Yeah, you know that shit. That that that's so fucking wild, man. Like have being able to insure slaves. That's getting- wild. Like, and he was so he was like, my dad went to school here. He went to college here. He was like, I've never learned this. And I was like, yeah. there's a reason. Yeah, of course. Like they didn't want you to know this. Of course. <laughs> like the 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 slave owner got got paid out. The slaves got nothing. <laughs> Matter of fact, the, slave, the, the, the slaves had to go back onto the slave owner's land and work and work to live there. Mm-hmm. Bruh, there was no like sharecropping and slavery were, bruh, those were first cousins. <laughs> that shit happened till the, the early 90s, man. It's, I mean, the, 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 ninth, the early 1900s. It's wild. So, uh, anyways, you know? man, so, salute to, to Chadwick. That dude will have, will be remembered as one of the greats. He was a giant next to, a, to another giant that we lost in John Lewis, next to another giant that we lost in John Thompson, yep. next to another giant that we lost in, in Kobe. Yep. Like, that happened this year. All of this has happened th- this, this year, you know? Longest uh, year ever. 2020, man. 2020 um, the year of the optometrist oh there it is Gosh. and you and you can't even uh celebrate it man 2015 is better than 2020 at the end of the day so i don't even know why people are excited about it 
Listen, man, what 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 year is is seventy seventy? Because that's what my eye vision, my eyesight is. It's not, it's probably it's worse not, than that. It's probably twenty seventy, not seventy seventy, because that's the same thing as twenty twenty. Fun fact. Um, huh. But hey, hey, this is not a yeah, listen. Twenty seventy is not a. This is not your. This is not your classroom. So let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> So you went out on a date with a young man or woman and you were not able to get lucky? You get home and your roommates are waiting to hear all the nasty details, but you know there's nothing to tell? Well, I have a product that can do all the talking so you don't have to lie. GTD, Dr. Draws Care Packaging Company provides unsuccessful men and women emergency tote bags for these type of moments. Inside comes with the no acetal perfume or cologne that has a nice subtle must smell with a hint of rubber, a small, medium, and large red thongs for variety, and if you need to provide visuals, and a mouthwash that leaves your voice hoarse for two to eight hours just to give the yelling effect. GTD, don't leave home without it. Now back to the pod. So, uh, hey, you know, uh, last week they were just like, they saw the video of Jacob Blake getting shot, and they were just like, you know what? We ain't playing. So the Bucks led that charge, and for three days, through through those uh, days of not playing, they uh, had discussions in terms of uh, what they wanted to be done. Yeah, I think the players definitely realized that, hey, we have way more power than we thought we had. During these circumstances, uh, with the bubble and everything, I mean, they got they got some things done. Now, in gar- in regards, do you think it was enough or not? That's another topic. But uh, they got their arenas open for voting centers. They got uh, support for community outreach, commercials about civic civic engagement during uh, basketball games, I guess. And um, this owners, is the saddest. Owners communicating with state governments in terms of seeing things that they might want to be done. And they also created... I didn't even know about all this on the list. They also created a social justice coalition. So um, tell me your thoughts about what you think, how the players handled this. I feel like they had had ideas. Like they they thought, you know, they thought they were onto something. And uh, they didn't really think it all the way through. (laughs) Because, like, it was such a big... translated to all these other leagues right and yeah it was it could have been a very powerful and like useful thing but you're reading all this stuff off this list and i ain't never i didn't hear about half of that stuff the only thing i heard about was like the arenas being used because it's a boring list that's why like (laughs) well that yeah that too that too and it, it seems like stuff that's already being done and like you said they have so much more they have all this power and they could have used it in a way more beneficial way, but they didn't think it through. They were just like, oh, you know what? Let's strike. And then they're like, wait, hold up. What do we do next? Well, you know, well, like, all right. So I feel, I feel very much the same way when it initially happened and the bucks were ready to give up a playoff game. Like they were not going to take the floor during a playoff game or playoff series. They were going to forfeit. That was going to be monumental. Even right? though they're up 3-1, yeah. but yeah. Even they're up 3-1, but it's still a game, man. You never know what's going to happen. You know what I mean? That's when true. you lace them up. 
So they were ready to give all that up, give up, you know, the revenue that uh, that they were going to get for that game being aired or whatever. And I thought the NBA actually came through and gave these players a cover that they didn't need that kind of put a damper on the, on everything. Right. So yeah, it was incredible that these players were willing to, well, these players found out how much power they had. But when I, you know, I read that, you know, LeBron, like LeBron yeah. went to talk to Obama. Obama. Trying to, trying to figure out what to do. Yeah. <laughs> What the Why? Like, flex. Like, I mean, it's a slight flex, but who's fle- flex? A flex, on who? but what that nigga gonna do? Like, <laughs> hold on, a, it's tough, man. Like, because Obama was like, "Yeah, they should play," and I, I was like, "Wait, what?" I mean, first of all, that's not surprising, right? Like, it's a no, total, it's not. It's totally Obama to say that, yeah, you guys should play and figure out what you can get, you know, once the season is over. But here's the thing. The players will never have as much power as they had last week, ever, ever exactly. again. Like, it'll never, ever happen again. And what, what I thought was going to happen, especially with the Bucks, right? You know, a lot of people are asking, you know, day one, you know, what is this going to do? What is this going to accomplish? And in my mind, I was like, are you kidding me? Like, the players are millionaires, but the players don't have power, like real power. The people that have power are the owners, and those dudes are billionaires. Mm. You know what I mean? And there's only 660 billionaires in America, and the NBA has 30 of them. You know what I mean? That's that is a significant amount of power. And these dudes, these dudes have the can can call up the governor while direct from their cell phone and talk to this dude because they put so they they give so much to you know these states and these cities that they're in. The Milwaukee owner could have called the governor. I actually they talked about it. They talked about mm-hmm. him call, calling calling the governor. It's like you can start making real demands when when mm-hmm. these dudes get get whole arenas built and they're not the ones who pay for it. What you do? You're paying for it. These dudes got an arena built. They get all the money from it. They have real like world changing power, and the players could have held their feet to the fire. Until, you know, they said, hey, look, we're not going to play. We're all actually going to Kentucky to we're just going to be at the state house. All 300 of us are going to be at the state house until they arrest the, the killers of Breonna Taylor. Like that, that was uh, an opportunity and a moment that I think was missed uh, by the players. Yeah, it's funny. the joy of having a platform. Um, like they have this big platform and, and like you said, all this power. But if you don't know what to do with your platform, like what's the point? You know, and I know that lots of people like to say stick to sports and I don't I don't like that thing. I think people can be multifaceted. However, it probably would have benefited them to like reach out to people that are doing like the grassroots people that are doing the work and like have gotten some suggestions like, hey, you know, we're on strike. And what do you think we should do with this? Like, who do you where should we go? What should we how should we proceed instead of asking the former president who is a great person? But like my my guy, what it's no. It's Obama's not. not the man for the movement. He's not. No. Obama called you no. people in Baltimore thugs. <laughs> like he's not the he's not the one for the movement. Nah, he's the most tempered. He's the most mild person I would have thought of in terms of trying to figure out how to maneuver this. The Bucks, because of what they did, they awakened the reform bill, the police reform bill that had been just sitting there. Apparently now they're starting to 
pick up steam with that again. So I don't know where that's going to go, but at least it did that. But I mean, for me, like same, I just, I think they just settled. There was nothing out, outside the box of what was being done. So for opening your arenas, which had already been done anyway, but because you're not even, you didn't pay for it. It's, yeah. The people pay for it. That's you need pu- pu- taxpayer money. That's tax. Yeah. That's taxpayer. That's a taxpayer building. Yeah. You should, that thing should have been already opened. <laughs> right. Voter cent- voting centers. Right. But, I mean, outside of that, I mean, I didn't, I don't see anything that's kind of not already being done now. I just don't get like, I don't, I don't get it. Like, why didn't, why wasn't, why isn't there more? Um, I, right. and I feel like in, and even to go back, like they didn't have a plan. Of course, they didn't have a plan because the Bucks. They were just like, "Hey, we're not going to play this game because of what happened in terms of the shooting." They didn't. Right. I'm pretty sure they didn't tell like all the other teams, like, "Hey, we're not going to play." It wasn't until like they start hearing it, like people start talking like, "Oh, the Bucks ain't going to play." All oh, the Magic hurt. Oh, y'all not going to play? Well, I guess we won't play. And right. then all these other teams were like, "Well, shit, I guess we won't play either." So it wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't like a collective thought. Like it was one team that. That was just like, hey, we're not going to play. And that's it. And then after the fact, didn't they vote to continue the season? Like the well, yeah, so, yeah, so, they, so even off yeah. after that, yeah, they, they were one of the t- teams that voted like, hey, yeah, we should continue to play. It was only the L.A. teams that were like, nah, we don't want to play. So, I mean, of course, you're going to have people that are going to be against. You know, everybody's not going to be uniform in terms of doing something. I just It just looks like it was ill-prepared in terms of, what was going to happen. But of course that was going to look that way because all this stuff was all fluid. Like you just had somebody get gunned down again yeah, while you're right. at the bubble. So right. again, you have to, you, you have to give them a certain amount of grace because this was just off the cuff. Like, Hey, we're not going to play no more. I'm tired of seeing somebody that looked like me getting killed unarmed. Mm-hmm. But I, I think to y'all's point again, why was, why is it, Obama or why was it only Obama is probably the more important question. Why was it only Obama is the person yeah. that you lean to? Why could it have been maybe even somebody like Al Sharpton or some other or even senators like you could have I don't a- know if a- AOC or alternative. Yeah, I mean, but True. you get a collective of people like you have even though people are not so far yeah. about Al Sharpton, he's been in the movement for how long though? Right. Like right. get like you got Obama's number, cool. You don't have anybody else's. Like there was nobody else you could have could have got could have got some advice about what you could have pressed for. You, you know what's so what's so crazy about what you're just saying right now? As you're trying to figure out who they could have called on, John Lewis would have been per- perfect, man, for them to to pick up the phone call <sighs> and just and just pick his brain. He would have yeah, been perfect. But, but then you gotta go back. Would he would would he have even crossed their minds? That's a good question. I mean, that that, that that's a, that's a legitimate question. I this I, I will add this. Like in the defense of the of the of the players, right? Is man, it is a shit ton of just pressure that we've placed on them and responsibility that we've placed on them and that they've kind of kind of placed on themselves as well. And we're talking particularly about the NBA yeah. players, right? Like these are twenty one year olds, twenty five year olds. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like these these are these are these are young men in their twenties. And, you know, after playing a game, an emotional game at that, and then not being with their families and, you know, being stuck in a bubble and, you know, watching what what unfolded on social media. Really, I mean, honestly, the NBA should have stepped in and okay. been like, you know what? 
let's let's take let's take a few days and let's just organize and just like regroup these are you know we're 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 you know me and gene are in our 30s you know you're you're getting close there nello hold on <laughs> like like i would there's there's very few things right now like today that i would just hit up a 25 year old and just like get their thoughts on <laughs> like it just like that just doesn't that's not even a thing that crosses my mind I'm like oh yeah let me let me call this this young cat and see what he thinks about what's going on in the streets in, in in Wisconsin or whatever. Like to me, it's like, it really is. It's a burden, man. Like, a, a, but why do we put that burden on these? Dudes, I don't know, man. man. That's a, why, why they're, they're rich. They're rich. They're visible. They're not the only rich ones. Like there's a lot of rich black. I know, but, but they're, you're looking out there. They're visible. They're rich. And you're going back to before we're even born, what athletes did like, Muhammad Ali and all these other people. I'm like, but you shouldn't yeah. expect that from them, man. Like they're making more money. I don't, like, I don't expect many, that from them. There's too many <laughs> other outside factors. Now there was then like, you shouldn't like, you shouldn't depend on celebrities, athletes, or anybody else to push social reform or any kind like they want to cool, but we shouldn't, anytime something happens, we shouldn't be looking. You should not be looking to them. Like their, their responsibilities, their, their goals are not the same as yours. And also, like, it's just, it was also, it's kind of weird to me, like how, you know, even with like the protests, like the kneeling or, or whatever performative acts that people did, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like a dude doesn't kneel and all of a sudden, <laughs> bro, you hey, man, black. The dude that didn't kneel, didn't he, didn't he like tear he towards ACL? Towards ACL. Towards ACL. <laughs> the, ne the next game, man. That's not funny. Yeah. But it is. Nah, karma came and got him, man, real quick. <laughs> Like I stopped, honestly, honestly, like Cap sacrificed. He gave up everything for, for, for what sure. he believed, right? Uh, and and the universe will 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 look positively upon him for sure. But there's really nobody's out there. Like I mean, uh, let me not say that because old girl from the WNBA, uh, she no, gave up. Maya Moore. Maya Moore, mm -hmm. thank you. She gave, gave up she, her career. Yeah, she gave up her career uh, for the movement, and that's what I'm talking about, right? Like. If you're going to do that, that's awesome. That's amazing. You know what I mean? If you're going to do what LeBron is doing with his school, that's amazing. What all these players are doing, like, individually uh, for their communities, right? Like, all these players have foundations. All these players are doing stuff in their cities, in their communities. And it's like, but they also have to do this thing that we accept. You know what I mean? Like, that that makes us yeah. feel good. That And it's like, no, man. Like, these dudes are out here. These dudes and gals are out here making actual sacrifices. Like it is what it is, man. Like they can't do everything to make us happy because they won't. But they can reach out to people <laughs> that know what they're doing <laughs> Yo, you're, so instead you're, of so just taking their own initiative. I That's what the joys of being of having power and is like resources. They didn't right? know they had this power though. But that's, but see, but that, I think that'd be naive for them to think they don't have this power, though. They well, should what, are you, what are you talking about? What are you talking about power? When you, you just power. said they don't, you, they didn't realize they have this power. I mean, they didn't, they, I don't think they realized that they could have like, they could have just like sat out a game. But again, that was the Bucks. The Bucks were going to give up a game. Everybody else had to follow suit. Like they had no choice. Like yeah. nobody, everybody else was going to mm -hmm. play. You know, okay, but Bucks. Okay, but what about the two teams that said they they were cool with not playing at all anymore? I, I would need to get more more reading about that. And by the way, those teams were 
are basically the two richest teams in in basketball. You know what I mean? Like, you know, LeBron and, the, and, and I mean, they're the L.A. teams, for goodness sakes, right? Like, I mean, they're sacrificing, don't get me wrong, but I, I would still want to know, like, why, why? What are you doing? What's What's the plan even after that? So you're going to leave the bubble and then do what? I mean, yeah, uh, that's I mean, wasn't that what people were complaining with Kyrie and they just went ahead and did what Kyrie was talking about doing anyway? Well, I feel like Kyrie had a plan, though. I mean, not a plan, but he didn't have a plan. But Kyrie was saying, look, like we're we're taken away from this moment because at the time that the bubble started, the country was on fire, man. Like people were in the streets like there was there was and these players were with the people. And Kyrie was simply saying, yo, they're going to mm-hmm. take us out of here and stick us in a bubble and we're not going to be able to to be touching the community. Like, I got that, you know. And so if LeBron and, and those guys were saying, OK, look, let's leave the bubble and let's go to Wisconsin. Totally, totally agree with it. Actually, I, I think that would have been amazing. Or let's go to Kentucky. That would have been amazing. But to just leave for the sake of leaving, well, that don't make no sense. I don't know. I, I didn't understand that, you know. Yeah. I think they had it. They had good intentions and it just didn't pan out how we wanted it to. Yeah. But what would have been, what would it say? Okay. So what would have satisfied us though? That's the thing. Cause everybody's going to be here and complain. What would have satisfied you? Nello? I mean, I already said like, if they would have reached out to people that actually have been doing work and like have been community organizers and God's suggestions, like, what do we, what do we want? Like, what changes do we want to be made? Who would you want to talk to if you could, if we could contact anybody? Like you, you like you said earlier, the owners called, got the governor on speed dial. So like yeah. Yeah. you asked the community organizer, what, who would you like to talk to? And what would you like me to say? Yeah. That's all they had to do. They could just connect people. Yeah. No, that's right. That's right. That's right. I don't know who these organizers are, but that's right. <laughs> so you don't. <laughs> so CB, you don't have any no bullet points of things that you would like would have satisfied you if um, if they could turn back and do this all over again. If if they could if they could have done this all over again, I would have. My suggestions would have been like, can we take a week off and can we go to Wisconsin? My kind of take and 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 just put the pressure on uh, uh, arresting those officers. I'm not even sure. Are there, did the, any has anybody been arrested in in Jacob's case? I have been avoiding these stories. I, I know. Yeah. All I know is that the last summer that they took the cuffs off of him on his bed. Oh yeah, that's right. That's and right. And they said that nobody nobody can confirm that nobody's said that this dude had a weapon. Yeah, I mean the the police put out a statement where they said there was something on the floorboard. But yeah, like, you know, like I, I think that that would have been that would have been a good use of their time and resources going up there. And and honestly, going to Kentucky, I mean, it's right there. You know, they're in Florida. Let's take a let's take a field trip. Let's load up the buses and let's say and let's go up to the state right house. I, I don't know. I don't know my geography like that anymore. <laughs> I wish it was close. I'll be out of here. <laughs> in COVID. I, ju- I actually, dr- when I moved here, I I drove from Florida because I lived in Florida prior to moving here. And it was, I mean, I lived in South yeah. Florida, so it was a good, like, 14. Hours. You are in Kentucky, Nello. How, how, how is, what's the reading? Oh, you're saying you're, you're avoiding all the news on, on all these cases? Yeah, mostly. You, were you going to ask about? I was going to ask, the, yeah, about the, just the general vibe around the Breonna Taylor situation over there. So I'm in Eastern Kentucky, which is like borderline. I'm closer to West Virginia than I am to Louisville. Okay. So 
<laughs> but I mean, I live in a very small rural town, 96 or 7 percent white. Yeah. Um, but they've even had some some rallies and protests for Breonna Taylor out here. So mm-hmm. I was actually pleasantly surprised. Yeah. But in the same, you know, in the same sense, since like going to Walmart the other day, I saw a Blue Lives Matter tent. So, you know, uh, <laughs> a little bit of the good, a little bit of the bad. <laughs> We're balanced yeah. over here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Look, I, I, comm- I commended uh, these young men. I commended the Bucks particularly. I think that they were ready to to do something that has never actually been done really in team sports. Like you have like individual players do stuff every now and again, you know, throughout history. But, you know, for for them to to do this, it was it was huge. And I think the NBA understood how you, huge this could have been potentially. And they splashed water on it rightfully, you know, as the NBA should. Right. The NBA was like, oh, well, hold on. Wait a minute. Let's everybody take a day or two. You know what I mean? And and let's not give up any games. Let's not make this too much of a. A sacrifice. <laughs> At the end of the day, no, nothing was nothing was sacrificed. It was a, no, all star break. They just lost, yeah. you know, TV revenues. You lost a two three days worth of revenue or whatnot. What you were gonna make back once those same games get games played? Get back, yeah. Uh, so exactly. Nobody. They didn't. Nobody really lost anything. Nope. So yeah, I mean, the, the the NBA is run by some some really smart guys. You know, like they they have the, their pulse on stuff like this, but. I, I think, you know, the, the, the one thing that I could say is that the players know that they do ha- have some power, like they can get they can get people's attention. Never it's not never going to be like how they had it, but they can still do it. And there's stuff that they can do. And, and I hope that they 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 do it, man. I hope that they do it. All right, man. Well, that was that was great. Nello, really appreciate you hopping on and ta- chopping it up with this. No problem. Uh, you have now received the strength of <laughs> the, the black penta. The black penta. If you watch the movie, you'll know where that came from. You know what, guys? The I black... saw most of it. <laughs> it was uh, a little more than half. Your force Whitaker's black penta. Yeah, see, just you need to spend a Saturday where you're not studying. Give yourself three hours, you know, eat something while so you're watching. Eat something while you're watching <laughs> so you'll be able to stay up all the way through. That's right. <laughs> uh, yeah, so thanks for joining us on another episode of Walk From Home. Thank you to Nello for uh, hopping on and, and, and chopping it up with us and talking uh, with us. Really appreciate it. You can find us on all uh platforms were at uh at instagram uh we're on instagram at woke from underscore home uh we're on twitter at woke from home till <laughs> next week we really appreciate y'all keep sending us the dms keep commenting yeah nello good luck with the rest of the semester proud of you dog <laughs> can we call you doc yet or or no is it too soon no, it's no too soon. not not yet people have started that I ain't doing but it. But right, I'm, I'm Nello. not practicing as a doctor. Yeah, Please I need do to not try it. and take my future license from me. Yeah, okay. I need to see the credentials first before I start calling you, addressing you as such. I regular ass student. Yeah, student Nello. <laughs> Nello. <laughs> student, right, doctor, student doctor. That's cool. Okay. All right, student. 
<laughs> our student doctor no it doesn't roll off the tongue so uh, <laughs> all right y'all y'all take care man peace